Welcome to the FPL Blues Podcast. Brian and Bucks back on their respective coasts, back on the podcast mics, and we had a great weekend together in the flesh in Brooklyn, New York. We were together for Fantasy Fest NYC. We met some legendary FPL managers, put some faces to Twitter handles, and had an all-around great time. But I know Brian is a little worse for wear having flown back to the best coast. Brian, how you doing, baby? What a day Saturday was in Brooklyn. Met a lot of friendly faces. Super excited to get connected with a lot of people where we've been talking to on Twitter and just uh, trying to expand our footprints a bit more, handed out some stickers. So appreciate everybody meeting up and whew, the drinks that were consumed after the event, after people had sweated out some of their, their football craziness. We just hit the the drinks hard and the shots were flowing afterwards at the Black Horse too. Uh, cheap tequila shots will never get you uh, to a successful flight the next morning, but at least there was good quality New York bagels and some great pizza sponsored by Luigi's Pizza in Park Slope uh, to get us through what was a marathon day, which was under some bizarre circumstances to say the least. Poor queen, she passed away. We've sent our condolences, but she also took our FPL weekend away from us. So now it's felt like a number of weeks since I've last scored about 35 points. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the week ahead because we will have matches. That's the big PSA. There will be matches. We will be able to tinker with our teams in the app, but it's going to be a blank game week, Bucks. Yeah, so Herohannes passed away at 96 after 75 great years on the throne. And she actually, fun fact, was alive and present for all the World Cups that ever happened in world history, which is a pretty remarkable fact. Wow. And that that's a that's a nugget right there. Damn. Yeah. You know what? She took away game week seven, which was postponed. So uh, we will look forward to some double game weeks down the pipe later in the season. But game week eight, as Brian mentioned, is going ahead, but it is going to be slightly reduced in the schedule. So only seven out of the 10 matches will take place. And so six teams will have blank game weeks. So they'll have two game weeks to reschedule, whereas the other 14 clubs will only have one game to reschedule. That's something for the future, but we are just fortunate that we have football to look forward to. The Premier League is coming back in a real way with game week eight kicking off with Friday football. So that's what this pod is all about. We want to make sure to break down the transfer moves, the strategy going into the first blank game week of the season. Yeah, it's just been a whirlwind of a week when you think about the Tuchel out at Chelsea. We've obviously had a lot of discussions about that off the pod. So we'll definitely share our thoughts there. And then Liverpool looking absolutely pathetic versus Napoli. And it just all gets swept under the rug because of the, the news in England with the Queen. So we're excited to get back into it. And with these blank game weeks coming up, just identify what are the most sensible moves for your team? Is it time to potentially wild card, Or can you maybe make two or three moves, take a hit and keep it moving? So can't wait to get into it, Bucks. Yeah, and that's a great transition. Let's get to looking at the fixtures to target in blank game week eight. We're going to speak about, first and foremost, the matches that are happening. And then we'll also double click and dive deep into the matches that will not be happening. Uh, so we know who the players to keep, who the players to transfer out. And maybe if 
FPL managers around the game should even be considering using one of the bonus chips, whether it's free hit or wild card. That's all going to come on this episode. And first, let's do the matches to target for returns in game week eight. Brian, you take the lead on this one. Yeah, with the likes of Liverpool, Chelsea, Man U all blanking, we're going to focus on Manchester City at Wolves. This could be a big one, especially if you have a triple up. This could easily be a clean sheet or three or four goals. Last time we saw these two teams play each other, KDB put on an absolutely scintillating show with four goals. And boy, owners of him would love to see that repeated this time around. Yeah, and I think this brings into focus the no Salah conversation because he is going to blank in game week eight and then Liverpool have a particularly difficult run of fixtures uh, from game week nine to 12. So I think there could be a lot of sense in transferring off Mo Salah, who will not have a fixture, so he would be on your bench, to a player like KDB or even Hyungman Sung, who are super premium assets in midfield that have the benefit of a fixture in game week eight. Yeah, I love that shout, Bucks. That's one that is doing some foreshadowing on my moves later in our transfer talk and captaincy shout section. But man, Salah was already looking pretty peripheral in the last few matches for Liverpool, who have been very underwhelming. And especially with these fixtures coming up, like you said, they're playing the likes of Brighton in game week nine. Arsenal, City, then West Ham. So this is the time to possibly punt elsewhere. If you have two free transfers because of FPL Towers giving us one previously, this is the time to maybe take a punt on Kane, take a punt on KDB or even Sun, depending on your lineup. So there's the potential for a widespread of points this week as many managers decide who to go with in that premium slot because Salah won't be playing. So if you hit a sun captain and he gets his first brace of the season, that could really prove to be huge in your mini leagues. Agreed. That's a great chat. The other matches we should mention to target Bournemouth travel to Tyneside to face off against Newcastle. These are two teams clearly going in different directions. Bournemouth seem like they are uh, dropping towards the bottom of the table uh, from a long-term perspective, whereas Newcastle seem like they are just starting out in their long-term plan to ascend towards the top and really compete for European football. Nevertheless, they are still relatively around the same spot in the middle of the table right now. But I think the Newcastle being at home means that Trippier is going to be a really popular uh, pick to bring in this game week. If you don't have him already, you mean, you mean the, the, the Frenchman Trippier, (laughs) you love, you love calling him the Frenchman, even though he's Trippier. Yeah. He's, he's tripping me up when I'm trying to say his name, but uh, he's in my (laughs) FPL team already. So I, I'm a step ahead of the curve in that regard. Isak also leading the line for Newcastle should be a popular punt, even just for one game week. If you're considering a wild card in game week nine. And I even think it might be worthwhile to do a triple up on Newcastle. If you are going to be on free hit or wild card because the fixtures are coming good and they just look like a really strong team, particularly in defense. So uh, that's again, previewing some things to come in our transfer planner coming up. Last match we want to touch on is 
Leicester at Tottenham. So this could be a big goal fest as well. We are seeing Leicester play super open. Their goalkeeping situation is terrible. And this is a match where we could see Richarlison possibly start again. He had a great performance in UCL the week prior. And between him, Kane, and Son, it's going to be 3-1, 4-1 in this match is my prediction. And Tottenham finally get a big result at home in terms of goals scored. You yeah, agree there, Bucks? Four, I think 4-2 to Spurs. And I think most notably here is that Danny Ward is going to come back into a lot of teams. Uh, oh, you know 11, it, Bucks. And that is going to be pure pain for those managers who are going to be staring into the abyss at zero or one pointers uh, from their de facto starting keeper, who's really supposed to be a backup uh, 37 out of 38 game weeks. Yeah. I mean, he cannot ward off any shots. He's really been struggling. Uh Um, Yeah. I I know he'll be starting for me because I have Sanchez in goal at the moment and he doesn't have a fixture. So Danny Ward back in again, it depends on your strategy this week. If you don't have any holes to fill, then possibly upgrading Sanchez to somebody like Pope, especially for the rest of the matches up until the wild card for World Cup. Could be a great shout. I know Trippier and Pope were two of the most common transfers in last week. So keep your eyes there. Yeah, great, great shout. And and we just want to cover the teams that will not be playing this game week. And that includes Crystal Palace, Chelsea, Brighton, Leeds, Man United and Liverpool. So the three matches that are not going to go on is going to be Crystal Palace at Brighton because of a rail strike. And then there's two matches happening in and around London uh, proper, which are going to be pushed off because of the Queen's funeral and the police presence in the city. So that's going to be Liverpool at Chelsea and Man United at Leeds. Now, these are just really important to monitor because that's going to impact the player pool that you might have transfer in moves for. So obviously you're not going to be bringing in Rashford for game week eight for him to sit on your bench. So again, it's just going to impact the way that we think about free hit, the way that we think about wild card and planning our team, not just in the short, but also the long term. Yeah. And I think that's a great transition bucks um, into a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about our overall strategy about whether managers should look at hitting the wild card button early, maybe using a free hit or making two or three transfers and just fielding a lesser team. So we'll be right back with that. All right, we're back. We are going to dive into some bigger picture questions as well as field some questions from the community. All right, Buck. So let's just riff here. So after you heard about the blank game week and those fixtures that were noted were going to be canceled, what was your immediate thought? I know last year we went through tons of game weeks where we fielded eight, nine players, and that was plenty. Um, you know, were you thinking you were in a good spot to make a few moves and field a lesser team, or were you like, wow, maybe I should wild card this week instead of game week nine? Great question. So for me, I kept my transfer from last game week. So I have two free transfers and my perspective on FPL is that those transfers are worth more than four points in the scheme of the game. So I do not want to be burning transfers in any game week. And I definitely don't want to be burning two free transfers to maybe hit my wild card or my free hit chip 
in an otherwise blank game week. So I think the best way to use free hit chips from my strategy is to go for double game weeks. So I am definitely not going to be free hitting, even though I have five players that are on blank and five premium players at that. So for me, I'm going to be using my two free transfers, probably also take a hit so I can get a starting 11 of guys that have the chance to play. But I'm, I might even take a punt on just rolling the two free transfers and skipping the hit so that I can have 10 players that I'm excited about and kind of absorb that, that loss of taking a hit because it's still pretty early in the season and I might want a wild card next game week. Yeah, so you have to look at it from a few different angles. Obviously, you want to field a, a top 11 every single week if you can, but the reality is a lot of these players do blank. You know, your peripheral players are going to get two or three points. So is there a big difference if you take one zero and field 10 players instead? I would argue that it isn't um, as important. And like you said, Bucks, taking hits for players that don't have huge upside either, it just doesn't make sense. Um, you know, if you cannot field 11 players, then you can weigh up and kind of decide if it's going to be more like a minus two, if you hit them in and they're going to start for you this game week, right? Because otherwise you'll be getting zero. And if they blank, you'll get two. Yeah. Great. So those are the basic maths of it all. But, um, you know, man's, man's not hot. He's gonna, he's gonna do the math there. Um, I do think that, like you said, save your free hit. Don't even think about using that. It's really using two transfers or wild carding early. And so let's get in your thoughts about wild card because after game week eight, we are going to have a long international break. And that was kind of earmarked as a big transition of matches for the likes of Arsenal and Liverpool, where you could get off of those popular assets uh, during the wild card session and bring in some of the other teams that aren't in the big six, quote unquote. Yeah, so my personal take is I'd much rather wildcard in game week nine than game week eight. And the reason is as followed. We know Liverpool don't have a fixture and their fixtures are turning for the worst. So they're a team that you'd likely want to clear out of your team. And you can potentially do with transfers because they are so premium that you could stash some cash and save it uh, going into a wild card in game week nine. But Arsenal have a decent fixture in game week eight. They're playing at Brentford. I mean, that's not a great fixture, but it's also not a five. They're not playing City. So there will be goals I, in that one. Yeah, I want to keep my Arsenal players for this game week. And I know that if I wild card in game week eight, you know, I can't have any United players. I can't have any Chelsea players. And Chelsea are a team that actually have a big fixture swing for the good starting in game week nine. So because of some of those reasons, I think I'm going to skip the wild card right now. And actually, I think that the way things are going, I might end up holding my wild card all the way till game week 10 or 12, based on how the fixtures are falling and some of this interruption is breaking up the season. Yeah, obviously many different ways you can play it. I would say if you can field a 10 man roster this week, that's fine. You know, don't, don't take more than a minus four to field a larger squad and muck up your team with players who you're not going to want to rely on game week in and game week out. The variance is going to come this week from, like you said, taking out Salah, maybe bringing in Kane or Sun or uh, KDB 
because other managers are going to try and figure out what to do with that uh, money as well. Or if they maybe balance it out between, you know, you got a dead striker, maybe he goes to Mitro and then you're moving to a, a different midfielder with that solid money in the 8.0 bracket. So all realistic opportunities this week. And Mitrovic is one that's top of the list for me when we're thinking about some of these upcoming moves. They're playing NFO, and he's actually, honestly, even a captaincy shout this week. So a lot of players will be moving towards him as well, and they have a good run afterwards. Yeah, one move I'm seeing a lot of on Twitter that I just want to call out is bringing in uh, Emerson Palmieri on West Ham. He's like a super budget option in defense, and I'm seeing some managers considering taking a minus four for him. Now, obviously, if that's fueling your ability to get in a KDB or an ESAC over a Mitro or something of that nature, maybe it makes sense, but that's not the kind of minus four move that I think is worthwhile in a blank game week. You're chasing that upside, as Brian said. So I would much rather have potentially Perisic and Foden than Emerson, Palmieri, and KDB, just as a kind of rough math uh, guesstimate over here. So that's just a, a quick shot in the dark. With that, I think we can transition to talk about some questions from our community members. Yeah, one of those is from Tanner Starbard, who is a FPL newbie this season. And he asks, will there be a game week later in the season where some players can double dip? Or is it just going to be a low scoring game week this week? So the fixture pileup is real, Tanner. We understand that between World Cup, UCL, FA Cup commitments, everything else, these players are going to have what's called a double game week. And that will be the opportunity to score twice as many points if they feature in those matches in a single game week in FPL. So later on in the season, those will come fast and furious, which is why Bucks and I agree to save your free hit chip and use that for a bigger double game week down the way where we'll have tons of the top six sides, usually after or around the FA Cup um, final and semifinals where they'll have huge double game weeks and play twice. With that being said, make sure to give Ben Corellin the spreadsheet mastermind a follow on the Bluebird. He is always constantly updating schedules and fixtures, and it looks like a crazy mess, but he brings it all together for managers to make the best moves for FPL. Yeah, and there's not just going to be one double game week. I mean, at least right now, we know for sure there's going to be two double game weeks, one tremendous, huge one, and one medium-sized one. So the triple captainship, and potentially your bench boost are already spoken for for those two game weeks. And I just think that with the FA Cup and the World Cup and some of the other fixture congestion that we're going to get into, we can basically pencil in that there's going to be at least three double game weeks towards the end of the season. Let's say from game week 19 to 35, we know there's going to be a number of double game weeks. So the chips are our chip strategy on this podcast is to go big or go home. So I think in blank game weeks, we just want to minimize the damage. And in double game weeks, we want to maximize the upside. So that's really our podcast philosophy for both Brian and I. Yeah, absolutely. When you have a blank game week, and there were tons of them last season, but sometimes players only had six FPL guys take the pitch and score 25 points. Whereas in those double game weeks, we've seen scores 175 points if you got the crazy triple captain or huge hauls from your captain. In game week six, some of us barely scraped over 25 points. So 
who knows? This double game week could be filled with goals and 40 points in this game week will not be a bad score, I predict. So I think that if you can get to 10 guys, if you can get to nine guys using free transfers, that's worthwhile. And if you can get to double digits with taking one hit, that is definitely the move I would take rather than using a bonus chip. Yeah, and this is a week, especially if you're going to play only 10 men, try and pay attention to the transfer news, press conference roundups. You want to nail those players to start because you won't have anybody coming off for them. So, for example, if we see Perisic play in Champions League and then there's some comments from Conte that he's going to be rested on the weekend in an easy fixture, don't bring him in. You know, you have to grab somebody who's going to play minutes for you because if you're especially going to take a hit, you need you need them to feature it as much as you can this game week. Great point. And that gets us actually to a truism that is becoming more and more the case as we get into midweek fixtures and midweek competition. And that is this game week, you need to wait on your transfers. If you are using free transfers and taking a hit, do not be the one that transfers out Mo Salah for KDB only for him to suffer an injury in Champions League football. And then you have to make another transfer. So be pragmatic, be patient, and if possible, monitor at least the team sheets in the Champions League. You don't have to watch the games. Not everyone is a football fanatic like we are, but you want to definitely be keeping track of who's playing, how many minutes, and if they come off healthy, because that will really inform what to do going into game week eight and how we can maximize the points for our FPL team. Love it, Bucks. All right, let's keep it moving. We have a question from FPL Big Apple a.k.a. Alex, a.k.a. Grandpa Brickwall. Wow, what a name that is, Bucks. He's got two free transfers and has Sala, TAA, and Reese all blanking. What are the best opportunities for premium picks and possibly even downgrading one of those defenders? We met Alex in person at Fest. Uh, great getting to meet you. He was a goalkeeper standout on the uh, pickup indoor pitch. And so he looked better than Nick Pope does most games, uh, the way he was saving shots. He got oh, yeah. three bonus, tons of save that, points. That guy was a brick wall, man. I could not believe how many diving saves he made in the futsal uh, turf up there. And he was getting pelted too with some balls, some some decent players during this competition. I know you played. I, I was sitting out having a, a multiple beers, but you were, you were sweating out there. You were uh, putting a shift a little winded. Grabbed a couple of goals, but none past Alex. That guy made me look silly. Uh, I think he <laughs> saved like eight or eight or nine of my shots in just like a seven minute game. Uh, I was not doing a lot of playing defense or tracking back to that side of the ball, but uh, we won't talk about that here. So if you are going to move out Sala, now is the time. So if you don't have three city players, I think KDB is at the top of the list, especially if you're looking to move on TA or Reese. A lot of people will maybe make a switch and bring in Kane as well. He's a great captaincy shout versus Leicester at home. And so those are the two players I'd be eyeing. And then just from a defender's perspective, I think Trippier, uh, like you said, is probably the number one defender to bring in this game week with Bournemouth um, as an opponent. That should be an easy six to nine pointer for him. I agree. I was going to say, uh, I think Salah is it's KDB son or Kane. And that's really the list. And if you're considering moving to Kane, maybe you expand that list to include players that are short-term punts like Bowen, like Foden, 
maybe even Kulu or Richarlison if we hear news that they are going to get the start. But the list is really small this game because there are a limited amount of teams playing. And I definitely think that if you're not going to get a player like KDB in, then you definitely want to have one of those Spurs guys. So I think that's that's really the universe of players that serious FPL managers will be considering. Yeah, and I think with Graham Potter coming in for Chelsea, they're going to have Crystal Palace, Wolves, Villa, Brentford in the next four after this game week eight blank. So I would probably potentially move out TAA instead, given the other fixtures for him. So um, that would be my shout there if you're going to free up even more cash. Yeah, I love that. Uh, personally, uh, we'll talk about this later. I think Sala and TAA are the names to shift out. And you could set up a strategy where you're banking some cash to bring them back in at a later date. But I, I think Arsenal defenders, Spurs defenders, and even just a short-term punt on Newcastle or Brentford defenders is the way to go this game week. Yeah, Brentford. Nah, I, I would stay away from Brentford defense. They they they're Did giving I up say a lot Brentford? of goals. I, I meant West Ham. Excuse me. Okay. Excuse All me. right. That's that's different. That's different. New, yeah. West Newcastle Ham, uh... or West Ham defenders. Yeah, I think Sufal Cresswell uh, finally might be their time to get some shine this season. Yeah, taking a look, they have Everton, Wolves, Fulham, and Southampton in their next four. So even though they've gotten off to a really slow and rocky start, this could be the moment where somebody like Bowen find some form. He did take a penalty kick in their last Europa game as well, I believe. So interesting to see that maybe he is stepping up to take pens uh, this season as well. Well, Rice looked so bad when he took the one against uh, Forrest. So uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. If you're betting on Bowen, this is probably the floor. Uh, he has zero goals and zero assists this season, but he is a proven quality player. So I think it's only on the up for him. Uh, as we get deeper into this FPL campaign. All right. The next question is from FPL Gran DT, AKA Ivan, who we loved hanging out with. We had a separate Uber with him and uh, we're chatting FPL and he's uh, a big football player himself from Argentina. Ivan, he's asking, do you wildcard or not wildcard this game week? So obviously a hot topic in the FPL community. My advice is to not be afraid to use the chip if you can't field a good team moving forward. Because of the World Cup wildcard between game weeks 16 and 17, we just have extra opportunities to fix our teams throughout the course of the season. So now seems like as good of a time as any. And instead of just taking one week punts, you can set yourself up for the next slate of fixture changes. So what do you think there, Bucks? Do you agree or disagree? I agree. I definitely think it matters who your current squad has. I know Ivan does not have so many holes in his starting 11. So I would just use free transfers and really be strategic with who you bring in. I know he's also weighing up Mitrovic or Isak as his third forward option. I think that if you are going to hold your wild card to use in game week nine, Isak looks really appealing for a one-week punt. But I think if you're holding long-term, Mitrovic is that guy right now. He is only behind Holland and Kane for the expected goal involvement this season from an advanced stats perspective. And he's had tough fixtures. He's played against Brighton. He's played against Liverpool. He's played against some of the best defenses or historical best defenses in the league. And yet he's still producing. So I really rate what Mitrovic is doing this season. And 
I think right behind KDB, he's probably the second highest priority transfer in player for game week eight. It's very interesting because I think that this week that Mitro can actually cover the amount of points and the ceiling that Kane has versus Lester. So if I wow. were to choose, if I were to choose and had a little money in the bank, I would try and get one of either KDB or Sun in this game week. And then I would bring in Mitrovic for a striker position and then wild card out of that potentially the following game week, depending on what you're going to do from a punt perspective in the solace slot. Wow. I just want to dive in a little deeper on that. You think Mitrovic is going to outscore Kane in game week eight? Look, I'm not sure he's going to outscore him, but in terms of the value for price and points per million, I think it's going to be very close. They each are going to have nine to 13 points. And if that's what you're expecting in both of those matches, may as well save the money. And mainly because if you're going to downgrade Salah to like a 8 million pound mid to get Kane in up top for your Deddy, like there aren't a lot of midfielders that are firing between 6.5 and 8 right now. And so it's less of a punt. Um, in my in my opinion, to bring in somebody cheaper in the forward slot like Mitro. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense considering that the options at that price point are even more limited with Rashford and Zaha and the Brighton midfielders all being out of contention in game with Gabe. I actually really rate Great that. show. All right, let's take our last break. When we come back, we'll do transfer plans and our captaincy selection for game week eight. All right, it's transfer thoughts and captaincy shouts. Bucks, you and I both have two free transfers. Thank you, FPL Towers, for sorting out our teams a little bit here. How's the squad looking? What are your thoughts with your two frees? Yeah, so I have two free transfers and 0.2 million in the bank, and my squad has triple up on Liverpool and a double up on Chelsea defense. But as I mentioned throughout the podcast, I am not considering a wild card I'm going to use my free transfers and reset and potentially reevaluate in game week nine. I am considering a minus four hit to get a full starting 11 and potentially even a formation change. So my initial plan going into Champions League is Sala, TAA, and Archer out, bring in KDB, Perisic, and Mitrovic. And that will leave me with 0.3 million in the bank. And also Luis Diaz and Reese James and Cucurella sitting on my bench. So that will cause some headaches uh, down the line. But I really think that is going to give me flexibility to play big at the back with five defenders or get a much more balanced 3-4-3 or 3-3-4 going in most game weeks. And that's really why I'm thinking of skipping potentially a wild card for a couple more game weeks with uh, a minus four kind of mini wild card move. How about you, Brian? All right. All right. I can respect that. Obviously, Mitrovic and KDB are great options. I would definitely be targeting KDB as well if I did not have a triple up on City already. So I think for you, uh, just want to remind the listeners what your transfer was in this kind of awkward game week where we had one free transfer, but no matches. What would you what did you do with that one? Yeah, I did not do any moves in game week seven, uh, I was able to roll and that gives me two free transfers. And I think, okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I think that is really valuable. And 
unfortunately, if I didn't have two free transfers, I think I'd probably be more open to the wild card conversation. But because I do and my team can get to a full starting 11, listen, I'm going to roll out De Silva. I'm going to roll out Andreas Pereira. But I think that both those guys have the opportunity to get a return. I'm not confident in it, but uh, I also confident that they'll each get at least one point as opposed to zero points. So because of that, I'm thinking the punt on Archer as opposed to a second midfielder is my best move. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense. If you're going to be able to enable your team to get in Mitrovic there as well. So if you make those moves, are you going to cap Mitro cap KDB cap Holland? What are you going to do? Obviously we have midweek UCL, but what's your gut say at this point? Holland baby can't go wrong. And you're not going to feel any kind of way if someone else hauls and he doesn't get as big a haul because he's going to haul. So if he plays, he's going to score. <laughs> he's getting the captain's armband from here on out, I think, for uh, the foreseeable future in my team. Okay, interesting, interesting. All right, switching gears to my team. I have two free transfers. Last week with this random transfer, I moved Rodrigo back to Bailey, which is just a move to create some cash flow in my team. Uh, understanding that I am pretty set on a game week nine wild card. And so this week I'm going to be making a few interesting moves. I'm going to move Salah to my boy son for the first time. He's going to get his big return this season versus Lester. And then I'm going to move Archer all the way up to Mitrovic. Uh, this also leaves me 0.5 in the bank. So if I wanted to do a goalkeeper hit, I could and avoid the wild card in the future. But I think I'm just going to make those two moves. And then I feel a pretty strong 11. I'll be starting Nico Williams versus my two attackers from Fulham. Not great, but Nico Williams floor is like one point and the ceiling is going to be like four points. So not too stressed there. <laughs> I think um, Bailey will actually be my first bench and he plays Southampton at home. So I do have one strangely decent bench option as well. So feeling pretty confident. It just sucks to have to play Ward versus Tottenham, where I'm, again, expecting that to be a goal fest. So we'll see what happens. And then, Captain, I'm really actually in between doing something crazy and going with the likes of Sun as a, as a big differential, but it'll be Sun or Holland for me as well. Can I tell you something crazy? I actually, when looking at my team, I don't hate the idea of going Trippier as a potential very differential captain because he has the potential to get a assist, if not a goal from a free kick. And I think Bournemouth are really going to struggle away at Newcastle where they have, they're developing a reputation of a fortress mentality at that stadium. So I think that that, if you do not have Holland, if you can't stretch all the way to KDB, you're looking to do something wild and wacky. Trippier seems like a good bet for potential double digit haul in game week eight. So that's something he might be my vice cap. Yeah, very interesting. I'm jealous that you have representation from Newcastle because that seems like an easy clean. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for this quick pod. Very interesting times with the passing of the Queen, but glad to be back on the mic and break it down with you, Bucks. Can't wait for the matches. Remember, it's an early deadline on Friday. We'll have two matches on Friday going at the same time. So lunch break is going to be great. Long live the new king and long live footy we love footy overall that's right and again huge thanks to everybody who put on fantasy football fest we love meeting 
a bunch of new friends there from Twitter. Also, legends of the game in Mark Southerns, Gianni Batici, and the always cheating crew, and also Ed from Fantasy Football Fest. So, can't wait for the next one across the USA. Bye, Good luck everyone. This game Green right. arrows, green arrows across the board.